everybody, welcome to What's Up with Pastor Chuck. And we are back and we are in a, a new setup and setting, which I'm enjoying. And uh, we've been, I think the podcast has been on for a couple weeks now. Um, and, and we wanted to start out, or actually I wanted to start out by addressing some things that I'm concerned about. And I think pretty much all Christians would be concerned about. So we're calling this first eight weeks, I think it is. I'm concerned. Uh, and then some things started happening now. Uh, just in the uh, recent, if you're watching the news, they're in the news right this moment. There'll be the headlines tonight. Um, and it, it makes us concerned. And here's what I want to talk about. Around the world, people are suffering. Um, and you know what? The question is, what are we going to do about it? And, and I want to call, call for all of us to pray. I believe prayer matters. I don't think it's like, well, we can't do anything else, pray. I think we pray, and then the good news is later on, there's things we can do. Uh, we were sitting in a, a particular meeting, and Tracy, uh, my assistant, we were talking about Afghanistan, which I want to get to in a few minutes, and and what's going on in Afghanistan. And we care about every single person that's suffering. We care about every single person who now in fear. Um, but we really have a heart for our family, the Christians who are there. And uh, there was a recent text from a Christian in Afghanistan that said this, pray for me, I don't even know if I'll be alive in two weeks. And I don't think they're wrong. I, I, don't, I don't think they know. Um, the, the, just what happened in the past being repeated uh, would point to that. And so we're all sitting around going, this just seems wrong that in some ways... You know, we, we could choose what we want to drink. We could ask, is the air cold enough in the room or not, which it never is. Um, <laughs> we could do all those things. You know, I, I'm going to go home and cook dinner. I, I don't have to wonder, are my children going to be tortured? Um, and I'm going to say this, whether my daughter's going to be raped, uh, whether us as Christians are going to be marked for death because we love Jesus. And by the way, the Christians I, I've met who are in those kind of areas they're not sorry they're Christians. They're not, they're, they're still, they would give their life for Christ. And then Tracy said, but it just feels like we're so helpless. What do we do? What do we, I mean, you feel helpless in that moment. What are we going to do? Um, Samuel said something interesting. Samuel, in talking to the children of Israel, said, if I don't pray for you, that's going to be sin. And I would never commit the sin of not praying for you. Uh, in 1 Samuel 12, 23, he said these words, moreover, as for me, Far be it from me that I should sin against the Lord by ceasing to pray for you. But I will instruct you in the good and the right way. Uh, and I believe what Samuel said for his day and time applies to us in our day and time. Uh, that we really do care and we pray for the people of Haiti that suffered from a 7.2 earthquake. Uh, that we care and our hearts break for the death toll that's rising now. Uh, last I saw, 1,419 people. Uh, that we care that now, and I don't know if it's over yet, but tropical depression grace is hitting and making things worse. Um, I did watch last night on the news, and I prayed about it, uh, a rescue team who said, we know for sure there are people, and they pointed at a building, they're in there, they're trapped, and they're alive. And we're going to have to leave them and hope they make it as the storm hits. I mean, that sounds agonizing. To, you could hear the rescue workers outside and you could hear they're leaving. Um, and you just have to hold on somehow. We care. We care. 
Uh, and the good news is, is already I'm positive there are Christians mobilizing to give care along with our prayer, which we'll get to in a minute. Uh, but we care that Japan is now experiencing flooding and, and Europe is still trying to recover from floods. We care that there are areas in California and the western United States where whole towns are being wiped out and uh, because of fires, raging fires. And uh, we just went through that not too long ago. I remember sitting with a family who was, had just retired <laughs> And uh, their home was in Paradise, California, and Paradise, California doesn't exist any longer at that time. And they said, we don't know what to do. I mean, the insurance money we have won't make a difference uh, the way we need it to. And we care about that. And then back to Afghanistan, we care. We care that the Taliban is already threatened and promised to bring suffering and torture and pain. Uh, We care about that. And um, I believe we're in the last days, but I, I watch the news, not just now, but in the past, and I'm sure in the future. And I think about Luke 21, verses 10 and 11, that says, then he continued to say to them, Jesus said this, Jesus continued in saying to them, how do you know you're in the last days? Nation will rise against nation. And by the way, uh, the word nation is a Greek word, ta ethne. Ethnic group will hate ethnic group. There will be racial hatred and racial violence, which we see not only here, all around the world, a kingdom against kingdom, the countries will be at war. There will be earthquakes, great earthquakes in various, and in various places, plagues. By the way, the Bible promised that one of the signs of the coming of the Lord is disease. And by the way, that's where I want to caution all you Christians. I'm going to get to this in a future podcast. When Christians start saying, oh no, the disease isn't real. The Lord is the one who told us it was coming. Uh, it's a biblical thing that it's real. Uh, and it's going to get worse. Uh, so in various places, plagues and famines, and there will be terrors and great signs in the heaven. Jesus went on to say this, there will be signs in the sun and the moon and the stars and on the earth, dismay among nations, which I think that's going on right now. On earth, you can look all around the world and the nations are dismayed. The leaders aren't sure what to do. In perplexity at the roaring of the sea and the waves, men fainting from the fear and the expectation of the things which are coming upon the world. For the powers of the heaven will be shaken. But then, and this is the part we're looking for the then. I'm waiting for the then moment. Then they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. But when these things begin to take place, straighten up and lift up your heads because your redemption is drawing near. Now, while I believe we're in the last days, that doesn't mean we're not to be a part of caring, loving, and trying to bring a solution. Uh, As a matter of fact, I think we have a higher calling, a a true heavenly calling to do that. But the question is, when you feel so helpless, what do you do? And so I've asked someone to join me today that I genuinely love. I love Lisa Mitchison and your husband and your family, uh, Savannah and Wyatt. Uh, I, I have been on, Lisa's been on staff with me ever since I came to the church, even though she predated me, uh, um, not dated me. I, it, anyway, she was on before I was on staff. And um, Lisa uh, has, uh, I, I felt God telling me to, to tell her. I, I don't think I would use the word ask, and you could decide that. I think I told her, I need you to take over global outreach. Uh, and, and here's a dream I have, and my dream was this big. And Lisa made the reality this big. And, uh, and I do believe that with all my heart that God gave you a calling. And I praise God for what God's used you and teams of people to do who work with you. 
Uh, and um, Lisa, the reason I ask you to be here is because right this second, we're going to start by praying. But this reminds me of 2010 in Haiti. Yes. Uh, and you right away had a process we were going to go through. You had, and I want everyone to have com- uh, confidence uh, that we're not going to do nothing forever. Uh, but we have a process we go through to decide what we're going to do. Why? Because we're concerned. And we want that concern to be uh, something that takes a form of action uh, and makes a difference. By the way, can it make a difference for everybody? Nope. But if our church does what we're supposed to and every other church does what they're supposed to, it makes a difference for thousands, if not millions. I'm going to use the word millions. So, Lisa, uh, let's go back to 2010. Uh, Our earthquake hit Haiti that actually ended up taking, I think, 200,000 lives. I think it was something like that. Um, And we all thought, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? And what did you do? Well, initially, um, we remember that there was somebody that we had connected with. So what we always do is we look at, you know, who do we already know that's on the ground or has a connection? You know, it might even be churches that we, we know here in our community. And we say, hey, you know, who, who do you know on the ground? For example, this time it was Haiti. And um, so we were able to do things, a few things as a church. So one of the things we were able to do was go help um, a particular home that had children with disabilities in it, which yeah. was, you know, one of the heartbeats of our church here at Crossroads. And so that was an incredible thing we were able to help with. Um, Another thing we also were able to do was fill shipping containers. At that time, we had somebody that was able to get a container there with blankets and and different items that they needed. So we were able to do that as well. Yeah, you know what? I And I I forgot about the shipping containers, the the home I did remember. Yeah, it was kind of a a divine appointment. This person showed up. I don't Mm -hmm. even know where they are today. Mm-hmm. But they had access to all that at a time yes. we needed to have access. Isn't that yes. right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, great guy. Um, I'm trying to remember if they've moved out of state or not. But, yes, that was our connection at that time. And I think also through another organization, too, we were able to, um, as a church, come together and do that. And, of course, we sent money as well. Um, but when you have natural disasters like this, it's so difficult because people right away want to just send and give and contribute. And um, we have to give people time on the ground to process through that. Um, I just talked with an organization right before uh, we sat down here today and and just started asking questions, you know, so what do you need? And they've been on the ground in Haiti for 40 years. And so for them, they said they had to actually stop people, not that they stopped them from giving money, but they're like, give us a minute because they really had to talk with their people on the ground, figure out exactly what they need. And then from there, they were able to discern quickly, okay, these are our immediate needs, but they are already looking, you know, a couple years down the line and saying, we know we're going to have to rebuild infrastructure for these people. Um, And what I love too, is this particular organization is looking at their souls. So they're looking at distributing items directly from their churches that weren't damaged. Cause I, I don't know if you've read some of the articles saying that like churches were wiped out in a 15 mile radius. There are like no churches Thank God this particular organization has five on the ground, five churches, and um, only one of them was damaged. But they're, they're going to have to do repairs, but they have four others that are operating well enough to be able to distribute because it's very dangerous to just pull a truck up in these kind of situations <laughs> and open it up and say, hey, we've got food and water and supplies. Um, so, you know, there's a, there's a strategic approach, and it's so hard because our hearts are breaking, and we want to write that check or we want to just send money um, and do something immediately. 
immediately, and it just always isn't possible because we want to do it with wisdom, discernment, and we really want to pray and see where is God calling us. Sometimes he calls us for an immediate need, and sometimes he calls us to the long-term need, the more holistic approach need, which is what we're really striving for. Yeah, you know, um, I, last night in Haiti, at least on the news, it showed it, uh, a truck pulled up, and they did that. They opened mm-hmm. up without any plan, without any um, uh, system in place, and it turned into uh, uh, almost a riot. Mm-hmm. And, of course, as you watch, I think you'd be right to assume the people who need the help most didn't get it. Right. Uh, and then a lot of blood thing of those things end up on the black market and mm-hmm. and so you uh, actually I love one of your giftings I I don't I'm the one of the ways that your talents come out is that you really are a person who wants to make sure we do our research you know we we just don't send money to anybody right. uh, we don't just yeah. send we don't put stuff on a container and find out three years later it's still sitting there right. um you know we do you do the research and so uh, I think it's important for people to know and by the way I mean that that I trust that the money that Crossroads gives, we know it's going to something that will make a difference, right? Absolutely, and that's one of our, that's that's one of my goals, my biggest goal when I look at, you know, even if we're not talking about a natural disaster, it doesn't matter what we're doing here. There's a lot of research um, to be done and to really investigate, you know, is this a ministry that's going to do more than maybe? I mean, at times, yes, it's the immediate help, but is this a ministry that is going to be able to um, operate on the ground without us? They don't necessarily, you know, need us physically there. They have such a great program um, and or, or organization or church that's happening in that community that they're going to make an impact. And so they just need assistance at time to do that, but they've, they're they there for their people. We want nationals helping nationals. Um, and even in our local outreach, um, Joey and I uh, just started a, a, just a great season within local outreach. We are really looking at partnering um, in our community and you know all around, LA, Orange County, Riverside, all of that. And um, we met with somebody today and that was what our goal was, is to find somebody who really does holistic ministry. They're making an impact. They're moving people from a place of hurt and pain into a hopefully a relationship yeah. with Christ, but also um, in a way that is going to impact them for their life. They're going to get out of the situation that they're currently in. That's yeah, and, and you know, you uh, in your job for us have traveled so many places uh, around the world, and I not as much on purpose, but um, but you know what I, I know is true, and I mean I know it is that when the church uh, is, is the church, mm-hmm. that we actually give long term care, yes. uh, partly yeah. because of the integrity of the work that you know that we're doing, because it's not about oh do we give you know a food for a day, right, uh, or a medical checkup once, which by the way praise God someone's at least doing that, but it can be too short term, and so what I liken that to is we're not we're not in for putting a band aid on a wound. You know, we want to we want to do a better treatment plan uh, for that, and I think that's what we were hoping to do uh, in every place we've worked. Um, and we uh, got to help. I'm thinking you're sitting here now. You got to be really key in uh, Hurricane Sandy, wasn't it, in New York? Uh, well, we had our women's ministry. Well, remember we had like um, I should say women's ministry, but it was the pastors' wives actually. Where did, because was it in New York or was it in uh, Texas that they went? Oh, there was Texas too. Yes, Texas. We definitely did Texas, yeah, and we did that. And then we partnered with Rich Vietos in New York. Yes, we did. Yeah, and got to help uh, their church because they were overwhelmed in that moment. 
Yes. And then I'm just thinking of all the disasters. You've gotten called into a lot of times where we've had to trust you, which I love we get to. Uh, by the way, that really is true if anyone doesn't know. I, my go-to is, all right, let's, let's sit back, let's pray, but let's trust Lisa and her team uh, to begin to look at what we could do to make a real difference. And, you know, there are times I'll say, hey, are we on this? Right. Uh, and every single time Lisa says, yeah, we are. We're on yeah. it. Uh, because you're networked with a lot of people. And you use the term partner. Mm-hmm. We don't think we're going to ever do anything on our own. We always believe, right, that we have to do that. No, absolutely. I think that's one of the main – well, it's definitely been the goal for International from the beginning um, was that we are going to partner with people that are on the ground doing the ministry. Um, and when I say they don't need us, I shouldn't say that because I'm sure they would say, well, no, we need people to help and come and serve and, you know, obviously provide funds. But we're looking for those people that are making an impact on the ground um, and we want to be able to partner with them in that and see what can we, how can we help you achieve your dreams and your goals of making an impact in the communities that you are serving in. Um, and our international partners obviously are all Christ-centered partners, um, and uh, we're looking um, locally to do that as well. So, you know, sometimes you can have a partner that um, is at least open. So our goal now is to make sure that they're open to the gospel because we want to find ways to be able to evangelize to people. Oh yeah. And it, they may not. They may not. Many of the um, nonprofits are not, especially locally, um, are not Christian organizations. Um, so we want to definitely get into those organizations that are going to be open to the gospel or open to allow us to even invite someone to church, let's say, um, that we can still make an impact in that community. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, and um, I love that. I love that that's, you know, uh, I would say not a heart's desire. It is a heart's desire. It's a conviction we go by, mm-hmm. you know, that yeah. we're, we're going to make sure that we are honoring Christ and helping people and sharing the good news, um, you know, because, you know, I, I have been with works that we even call Christian works, and they weren't sharing the gospel, and people are dying right there mm-hmm. on their watch. But they're not going to, they're this close to hearing they could go to heaven, this close to hearing the love of Christ. I think that's almost cruel mm-hmm. that that, yeah. that happens. So I'm probably getting off, but that's one of the things that really bothers me because I have been interacting with groups that had that, that uh, not thought through process, I'd say. So you know what? You and I really, really care. There's nothing we are seeing on the horizon for Afghanistan yet, right? Right. Yeah, I think that's probably the most heartbreaking one. Um, You know, got a message from somebody who has uh, at least 10 missionaries on the ground, 10 to 20, I think, missionaries. Actually, I think it was 20 missionaries on the ground right now, and they don't know how they're going to get them out. And they don't. They were just asking us to please pray Mm -hmm. because they said most likely they won't make it out. And it's so hard. as a Christian, even though obviously you have 100% faith in the Lord and he can do miracles and he can do anything and prayer is so important. But I think right now we all just feel this weight of we're going to lose people in this because the, it's just such a heavy situation over there, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know what is, is um, on the one hand, I, I love that we live at a time in history where we can make a difference throughout the world. Uh, by the way, it's a big world, so we've got to be careful where we try to make a right. difference. But I also say, with coupled with that, is the heartbreak of knowing the pain that people are in, the, the hurt that's being afflicted, inflicted, and, uh, and we know it's real. You mm-hmm. know, it's not some article written for right. us. Right. It's not some article written, some TV show, some news story. It's people we end up knowing uh, and what they go through. And so I think that makes us pray more. 
pray harder. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So I asked you to be here to share uh, some on the process. And if you're wondering what, if you're seeing or going, but you didn't share anything we're going to do. Well, we, we are going to <laughs> at some point. So uh, I trust you and trust the Lord will show us. But we are going to pray. And so Lisa and I are going to spend some time. We're going to pray for Haiti. We're going to pray for Afghanistan. By the way, we pray for lots of other places in the world. But today, I'd love for have you. If you're driving in your car, I want you to pray with us. If you're sitting at home, pray with us. Yeah. By the way, if your kids are within ear distance or close by, say, hey, come on over here. We're going to pray about some needs and let them join you in that. Uh, and then you can share what they need to know in an age-appropriate way. But Lisa, I'll have you pray first and go ahead and pray for both Haiti okay. and for Afghanistan and then I'll pray okay. and we'll close. Oh Lord, I just lift up Haiti to you. Um, Lord, we just pray uh, that the weather begins to cooperate, Lord, that you stop mm, all of the yeah. aftershocks. Um, we pray, Lord, that yeah. um, you put a sense of calm over Haiti right now, Lord. We pray that the resources that need to get to the right people, Lord, we pray those resources get mm -hmm. to them. Um, we pray, Lord, that uh, you just show up in huge ways, Lord. We pray this is a time that those that are lost and in pain right now and mm -hmm. those who are even potentially buried, Lord, and, and still um, wanting to be rescued. And um, we pray, Lord, that you speak to them during that time. You come to them during that time and comfort them, Lord. Mm -hmm. We pray that um, you give strength to all of the um, workers, Lord, that are um, just working around the clock, Lord, all those that are being flown in, those that live there, all the people that have just stepped in to help um, try and rescue those that are still alive, Lord, we pray for that. We pray over um, those who have lost um, people during the earthquake, mm -hmm. Lord. I can't imagine how they're feeling, and especially if they still even have family members that are lost. Um, Lord, we pray that uh, that you just help them be able to process, Lord, during that time. We pray that you provide them comfort, yeah. um, Lord. Mm -hmm. I pray that the churches, whether there's a building or not, Lord, I pray that those Christians and those pastors and those people who are um, involved in the church, Lord, um, and love you, I pray that they mm -hmm. are able to support those around them. I pray that you give them the opportunity to do so and that they don't let their fear in the moment, Lord, forget um, who you are and yeah. who you are within them. I pray um, just for your spirit, Lord, to just be within every single uh, interaction and conversation, Lord, there. Mm -hmm. um, we do pray, Lord, also for the government. Um, it is so corrupt and so much has happened, Lord, right before this earthquake. Um, we pray that, um, again, that resources will be able to get through, that people will be able to be helped during this season. Mm -hmm. um, I also lift up um, Afghanistan to you, Lord. My heart breaks um, for those people mm -hmm. as well. And I pray, Lord, yes, that you provide a miraculous solution to all that is happening there. We pray that um, by your grace, Lord, there are changes that will happen, true and honest changes, yeah. so that people will not be so desperate um, to almost lose their life mm -hmm. trying to get out of the country, Lord. We pray that all those that can be rescued will be rescued, Lord, and we pray that you provide a path for them to be able to leave. But for those mm -hmm. who have to remain, Lord, we pray that there is a better life for them. Um, we pray uh, just for 
um, you to help those that are there that know you, Lord, um, have faith and be able to um, bring calm to their families in the areas. And I pray that you keep them safe. Yes, Lord. Father, I uh, want to join not only with Lisa, but I know uh, Tracy's feeling this, Lauren's mm-hmm. feeling it, Chris, uh, Tyler, uh, Tim, all the uh, the people who are here. I, I know our staff is our churches. And so, Lord, we're calling out to you. Uh, we're calling out to you to uh, intercede uh, for people in Haiti who are going to need you. Uh, I pray for some who, uh, at least we're being told, are trapped in the rubble uh, and what the worst conditions almost possible. And uh, God, I pray somehow they're going to find calm. Somehow they're going to find peace. But I also pray that you're going to guide workers to them in ways to get them out quicker and faster. So, Lord, they would actually cry out. It's a miracle. It's a miracle that they've been spared. I pray for moms who uh, their kids are trapped and they can't get to them. And I pray those kids are going to be spared. Uh, I pray for uh, some who are looking in there and there's grandparents that their hearts are breaking and they're going to be spared. And so, Lord, we're praying that we're going to hear stories of what you've done that will give you glory as you, Lord, reach uh, down with a hand of compassion to make a difference. Uh, Lord, I want to pray for for our brothers and sisters in Afghanistan that, um, Lord, uh, that are going to have to uh, now choose to stand strong in their faith. I pray they would be given a spirit of power and love and self-control, but Lord, no fear, so that God, you would give them, according to 2 Timothy 1.7, not a spirit of timidity or fear, but a power and love and self-control. I pray that some of our Christian brothers and sisters will lead Afghan soldiers or Taliban soldiers to the Lord. I pray some of the Taliban fighters would somehow by encountering them be aware of such a difference that they would lay down their arms and give their lives to Mm -hmm. you. And uh, Lord, that there would be the beginning of a revival. And we know we've seen that. We've seen in the past histories uh, in China when persecution rose up. Uh, We've seen it happen in other areas of the Middle East, in Iraq and Iran, when persecution started to be inflicted, that, Lord, a revival would break out. So while we're afraid for our brothers and sisters, God, may our brothers and sisters be filled with faith and lead an incredible number of people to you as they call out to you and give their lives to you. And and so we pray the church in Afghanistan, which will never fail, will Mm -hmm. actually rise up and be strong in an amazing way. So, Lord, we also pray, Lisa and I pray, what are we supposed to do? We'll do whatever you tell us to do. Lord, whatever you tell us to do, we'll do it. So we're looking to you. We're listening for your leading and guidance. We're watching for open doors to be put in front of us. And uh, we pray that, um, God, uh, when that day comes, that you'll also have us ready so we can do what we're supposed to do in a time such as this. And this we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 So as we close, I want to say this. uh, Prayer matters. It really does matter. Uh, And I want to encourage you more than ever to be praying. We sometimes get to see the outcomes of our prayers. We don't always, but we sometimes do. Uh, I don't know why, but I got to tell you this before we close. I was at a conference once where a pastor uh, said, you know what? You may pray in one place in the world and something else happens in another. And he told the story of a man in his church during World War II 
who was fighting at the end of World War II uh, in, I think it was in Okinawa. And uh, the people of his church knew it, but they didn't know where he was. They didn't know if he was okay. And they just felt led to come together and pray. And they came together and prayed. And they prayed and prayed and prayed for him. And somebody stood up in their prayer gathering and said, I feel God wants us to. And he said, sing this song. And he let out, not even a worship leader, but he let out in an old hymn that everybody knew. And they sang it, sang it, sang it. It would be months later that they would find out that the man they were praying for had been taken prisoner by Japanese soldiers. They were walking him towards a prison camp where he would be held and he probably would be tortured. And as he was walking out of nowhere, he felt that he needed to sing a particular hymn, which was the same hymn that the people in his church were singing and he didn't know it. And he just started singing it. And one of the soldiers stopped and for the first time in English said, are you a Christian? And he said, yeah, I'm a Christian. And the soldier said, we're Christians too. Uh, a missionary led us to Christ before the war. And they said, you know, we think we're losing the war anyway. Do you want to take us prisoner? And he said, yeah. And so he took them and they needed to be taken prisoner so they could safely get back to us, our side. They were like, you're from God because now we can get out of this. And uh, he took them to the base he was from and he made sure they were protected. He made sure they were cared for. And he never ended up going to that prisoner of war camp. And then it was months later when he was reunited, he said the wildest thing happened. And he told how he was moved to sing that hymn, which happened to be the same hymn, which he didn't know till then, and how those Japanese soldiers gave their lives to the Lord. And he was still in contact with them, brothers and sisters in Christ after the war ended. So does God do things like that? Without a doubt. That's the God we serve. So prayer matters. Let's pray. Let's pray for our brothers and sisters in Afghanistan, our brothers and sisters in Haiti, for all who are suffering in both places. And uh, may we be used to bring hope in a real way all around the world. So let's, let's do that because we're concerned, but we're concerned because now we want ways to care. God bless you and I'll see you next week.